Kevin Markwick.
The mighty, mighty first aid kit. Good evening. Kevin Markwick here for the final time this season. Hey. Or boo. Thank you, Adrian, for the uh, last two hours of soul loveliness, as always. And tonight, on a packed show, it's just me and you tonight. So settle down. Loosen your pants. Here we go. We've got music from, uh, let's see, Laura Veers, Beck, the Guillemots, Jolie Holland, uh, Jonathan Wilson, your friend, and Richard Hawley. Uh, we've got some good film music. I picked out sort of, I don't know, there's a bit of a theme, sort of time travel y theme, I think. More by luck than judgment. Music from uh, Patrick Doyle. Alan Silvestri, and even Bing Crosby. He seems to be making um, several appearances on the show lately. So I'm sorry I was away last week, but hopefully you enjoyed my musical uh, special. I was in Barcelona, slaving in front of a hot cinema screen at the annual uh, Cine Europe conference. Dark and arcane world that that is. So please sit back and enjoy. Oh, and 1976 will be our year of the time trunks. Last one for a while. And here's my favourite thing at the moment. It's always...
Archie, Marry Me from Always. Absolutely wonderful, isn't it? Uh, they're from Toronto, and the first self-titled out- uh, album is out in July uh, 22nd, I think. I might be wrong, correct me if I am. Um, so, as usual, please get in touch with the show. We're here, I'm here live, at Kevin Markwick on Twitter. Or you can hit me up on the Facebook page, The Kevin Markwick Show. Just type Kevin Markwick into Facebook. And you'll find me. You can interact online even, actually. If you go to the upfieldfm.co.uk website, there's a webcam and you can hurl abuse at the back of my head. Which, you know, let's face it, given that it's free, must be a lot of fun. So, uh, lots to get in tonight, so we'll keep moving on. This is uh, Midlake.
might just be the first to say the evenings seem to be drawing in. That's uh, Midlake from the current album Antiphon, The Old and The Young. So uh, time for one of these and when we come back, uh, some Laura Beard. Kevin Markwick. 105 Uckfield FM. to that all day long. Laura Veers uh, from July Flame in 2010. Uh, she's actually on a solo tour of the UK during October. Um, the Bush Hall in London on October the 16th is the 
nearest venue to here. She usually plays Brighton, but she doesn't seem to be doing this time because, uh, well, she's just her, actually. She hasn't got a band with her at all. But um, it's definitely worth making the trip if you've got the time and the spare cash. Uh, now, so a couple more tracks to go before we do that weird uh, thing we do into the film part of the show. Um, and the first one is going to be Beck. Uh, this is Morning.
from Beck. Uh, from the latest LP, uh, came out earlier this year, Morning Phase. Which is uh, as brilliant as to be expected. I'm, I'm not going to talk much, actually, because I'm going to do a lot of talking in the that weird middle hour that we do from the half hour to the other half hour, the sort of film bit. So we'll have the uh, haunting sound of the guillemots, a break, and then uh, into some uh, Oscar Isaac, actually.
Southern Winds uh, from the Guillemots from Hello Land in 2012. Okay, we'll have a break, and when we come back, it's film, filmy, film, film time. Kevin Markwick. Oh. 
find her hanging But the laying in the grave So long, poor boy Been all around this world Oh, hang me, Oscar Isaac from the soundtrack of the Coen Brothers Inside Lewin Davis, which is a film um, definitely gets better the more times you see it. I know we lead busy lives, we don't have time to watch films more than once, but actually that one really does benefit from multiple viewings. It kind of, uh, the layers become apparent to you. It is really quite an extraordinary piece of work. Uh, so here we are in the hour, the film part of the show. Um, and there's kind of a theme. We got. Uh, I, th- I did try and work it out this week, after having had guests here for a few weeks, which makes things uh, considerably uh, easier. So uh, what I'm going to play you now is a piece of music from Rise of the Planet of the Apes. When faced, uh, um, I've been in Barcelona, which is the big. Um, exhibitor conference where we all come together and we talk about issues plus uh, we're given presentations by all of the major film studios about all the films that are coming up over the next 12 months and there's some really really good stuff and there's some really really awful stuff as you would expect Um, and then there's the stuff that I think will commercially do well and then there's the stuff that I'm personally looking forward to and they're not usually the same thing however uh, I'm so looking forward to the next Planet of the Apes film (laughs) can't tell you i love planet of the apes so i thought i'd play you uh i can't even remember what the, what's the next one called a rise of the planet no it's not what is it honestly i shouldn't be in charge should i um uh what's it called that's outrageous i can't remember that anyway so i thought i'd play a bit of patrick Dawes' music from uh, the last film rise of the planet of the apes
part of Patrick Doyle's score for Rise of the Planet of the Apes. I didn't cover myself in glory, did I, on that previous link? <laughs> um, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was the title I was fishing for. That's the next one that comes out in a couple of weeks, actually. Um, I just, I don't know, I've got a bit like my uh, thing for 70s disaster movies. I have a complete blind spot with Planet of the Apes. I love it. Apart from the Tim Burton version, which should be flushed away and never heard of again. Now, one of the things about running a cinema at a time like this, when it's hot and the evenings are long and there's footy and the World Cup on the telly, is, uh, you know, it's a challenge to get audiences in. Um, we did OK this weekend, Fort and Our Stars uh, was actually very good for us. But um, one of the things that does keep us going during this period is what we rather clunkily call alternative content or event cinema. Nobody seems to quite... I think event cinema has been alighted on as the best thing, but it's still a fairly clunky and dry way of describing things that aren't films. So that would be live ballet, live opera, live... Um, from museums, the things from museums, from the British Museum, they've done really, really well for us, and it now accounts for getting on for 20% of our ticket sales, so that's a, a really significant thing. And I know, talking to exhibitors in Barcelona last week, a lot of us uh, basically have been saved by this stuff over the last couple of months uh, because the films have been falling away rather, rather quickly. So uh, just in a way to celebrate that, one of the things coming up uh, next, I think it's in uh, about two or three weeks, is the live Monty Python from the O2. We're broadcasting, that's being broadcast by satellite to us so that we can show it to you. Uh, and it's now sold out quite extraordinarily. Um, and there are encores as well. So uh, I thought I'd just, just for a laugh, really, because uh, it's still very, very funny. This is the Galaxy song from uh, The Meaning of Life. Whenever life gets you down, Mrs. Brown, and things seem hard or tough, and people are stupid, obnoxious or daft And you feel that you've had quite enough Just remember that you're standing on a planet that's evolving And revolving at 900 miles an hour that's orbiting at 90 miles a second So it's reckoned A sun that is the source of all our power The sun and you and me And all the stars that we can see Are moving at a million miles a day In an outer spiral arm at 40,000 miles an hour Of the galaxy we call the Milky Way galaxy itself contains a hundred billion stars it's a hundred thousand light years side to side it bulges in the middle 16,000 light years thick but out by us it's just 3,000 light years wide we're 30,000 light years from galactic central point we go round every 200 million years and our galaxy is only one of millions of billions in this amazing and expanding universe.
on expanding and expanding in all of the directions it can whiz. As fast as it can go, at the speed of light you know, 12 million miles a minute and that's the fastest speed there is. So remember when you're feeling very small and insecure, how amazingly unlikely is your birth. And pray that there's intelligent life somewhere up in space, cause there's bugger all down here on Earth. Makes you feel sort of insignificant, really, doesn't it? Monty Python's Flying... No, it was Monty Python's The Meaning of Life in 1983, which was the last uh, full-on feature film that they made. What's that, 30-some-odd years ago, which is extraordinary. But they're doing the live transmission from the O2, which is selling like, and has sold like mad in cinemas, uh, Monty Python almost, in brackets, live. So that got me thinking, you know, it's uh, the old, in many ways, the old kind of dinosaur way of doing things is being swept away. And I don't know if you've heard of this um, secret cinema. That's been an extraordinary success where um, the company takes over a venue and turns it into a massive event. And they've just broken all sorts of records by selling something like two million pounds worth of tickets in the first day for their up and coming Back to the Future event where they're turning a warehouse somewhere into uh, Hill Valley and the party afterwards is going to be uh, the Enchantment Under the Sea dance I think it's about £25, £50 a ticket, it's quite a lot but uh, it should be quite something so again, just to uh, celebrate that really, here's a bit of Alan Silvestri you'll know this one
Alan Silvestri's amazing music for Back to the Future from 1985. It has that thing, doesn't it, that all brilliant film scores have that makes you immediately want to see the film again. So I was thinking about time travel movies. Yeah, I know. Brilliant, Kev. Uh, and I was trying to sort of come up with other time travel movies, the ones you wouldn't necessarily think of off the top of your head. So here's a good one. Here's Bing Crosby. We're busy doing nothing, working the whole day through, trying to find lots of things not to do. We're busy going nowhere, isn't it just a crime? We like to be unhappy, but we never do have the time. I have to watch the river to see that it doesn't stop And stick around the rosebuds so they'll know when to pop Better keep the crickets cheerful, they're really a solemn bunch A And only an hour for lunch La 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 Proceed. Busy doing nothing, working the whole day through, trying to find lots of things not to do. We're busy going nowhere, isn't it just a crime? We'd like to be unhappy, but we never do have the time. I have to wake the sun up, he's liable to sleep all day. True. And then inspect the rainbow so they'll be bright and gay. You must rehearse the songbirds to see that they sing in key. If you insist. I dust, I dust. Hustle, so and never a moment free. Drop that phone. We're busy doing nothing, working the whole day through, trying to find lots of things not to do. We're busy going nowhere, isn't it just a crime? We'd like to be unhappy, but we never do have the time. Going to the game. I have to meet a turtle, I'm teaching him how to swim. Then I have to shine the dewdrops, you know they're looking rather dim. No. I told my friend the robin I'd buy him a brand new vest. Puzzle, puzzle. I wish I could take a rest. Trying to find lots of things not to do. Isn't it just a crime? We'd better make it snappy, there's another hill to climb. We'd like to be unhappy, but we never do have, we never do have, we never do, never do, never do, never do, never do have the time. Never do have the time. Busy doing nothing, probably the best bit in the film, if we're honest. Um... Bing Crosby, William Bendix and Cedric Hardwick 
from a Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court made in 1949. A rather kind of odd sort of a film. It was a time travel film, though. It was about, uh, I think he's a motor mechanic, isn't he, that gets kind of sucked up. Uh, what, what he's, a motor mechanic in New England ending up in um, King Arthur's Court. I'm not even sure the geography of that works, but it was an enormous hit at the time, as was that song. So we'll have a break and then we might do a couple more time travel tracks. I'll see how the time's going before we uh, don the ever-tightening time trunks and go back to 1976. Feels so you're listening to The Kevin Markwick Show on Uckfield FM. Uh, it's getting dark now. You can, uh, you can put the lights on. So what we're doing is this is the film part of the show. Uh, we'll have one more time travel thing. I think we've got time for that. And then we'll go into the uh, Time Trunks 1976. And then it's kind of half an hour of music at the end of the show. I think probably, particularly if you're the podcast listener, you know you know what's going on. Here's a good one. This is actually um, music by Paul Buckmaster, uh, which references Libertango by uh, Asto Piazzolla from Terry Gilliam's brilliant time travel movie, 12 Monkeys. <laughs> eventually. Good stuff, isn't it? Uh, Terry Gilliam's uh, film... The... <laughs> I'm trying to sound professional. You know I am. Terry Gilliam's film, The uh, the Twelve Monkeys, um, and that was music by Paul Buckmaster, which actually references, as I said before, it started Libertango by Asta Piazzolla. 
And I'm pretty sure that was also used by Grace Jones, wasn't it? In uh, I've seen that face before. I don't know. Uh, even the film actually was loosely based on another film, uh, the 1962 film Le Jeté. So there you go, you see, there's nothing original under the sun. So it's time for this, ladies and gentlemen. Why is it that we usually ignore the fourth dimension? You, you see, we can move in the other three. As the doctor said, up, down, forwards, backwards, sideways. But when it comes to time, we are prisoners. Hey, Doc, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Well, we're going, we don't need roads. You maniac! You blew it up! God damn you! God damn you all to hell! Must be some kind of hot tub time machine. So here we are, it's 1976. God, blimey, it's hot. Whew, I'm going to have to take another layer off. Uh, Harold Wilson was Prime Minister until April, uh, when James Callaghan took over. Things improved immeasurably, I seem to remember. Uh, the production of the Hillman Imp ceased... I don't know, was that a good thing or a bad thing? wasn't the greatest looking car in the world, was it? I think my first car was a Hillman Imp, maybe. And the first uh, body shop opened in Brighton. Sid James literally died on stage at the uh, Empire Sunderland and the top-selling single of the year was Save All Your Kisses For Me by the Brotherhood of Man. Fortunately, punk was just around the corner. And, of course, as I alluded to, uh, it was the summer of the big drought. That was a strange time, wasn't it? Do you remember that? Anybody out there remember that? It was... Uh, my memory was I 13 years old. My m overriding memory of it is <laughs> having to uh, water the vegetables in the garden using... Uh, the bath water that everybody had shared and the only way to get it out was to put a, a hose in the bath upstairs and then do that you know, water ugh, mouthful of scuzzy bath water so we could have runner beans i think it i think it actually um it actually shows it, it it's the reason i'm like i am I think that the damage was quite severe. So, what were the people of Upfield watching in the hot July of 19... Uh, hot June, actually, of 1976? Uh, were they going to the cinema at all? So, June the 6th for seven days, Emmanuel. Oh, the stagger... Oh, God, I'm so British, aren't I? Oh, it's Emmanuel. The staggeringly successful French softcore pornography film starring Dutch actress Sylvia Christel made, uh, was actually made by a former photographer, Juste Jacquin. Um, you know, it was kind of, uh, had that sort of softcore, you know, what was that guy's do? Photographs of women over country rain barrels. What was his name? David Hamilton. He was popular for a bit, wasn't he? Uh, it was uh, based on a novel of the same name, Emmanuel, and despite a generally deserved critical drubbing, it became a huge hit in France and eventually in the UK, where it was inevitably cut to ribbons. I mean, they cut anything sort of vaguely... Um, hairy out of it uh and it was dubbed by some really terrible actors i do remember seeing it, actually i was 13 but there you go uh the marketing was genius though so they sold it as a sort of sophisticated upmarket entertainment for broad-minded adults of which there were so many in uckfield in 1976 i'm not convinced it was little more than a male fantasy really despite the attempt to present emmanuel as a free-spirited and independent woman it spawned an enormous number of sequels and cash-in titles that would become 
become the mainstay of the crappy cinemas uh, Odeon and ABC were running for the rest of the 70s. Um, and the British film industry would, <laughs> with great aplomb, uh, take the whole idea and turn it into a sort of repressed, smutty, sniggering set of appalling films like Confessions of a Window Cleaner and Can You Keep It Up for a Week? Yes, I remember playing that one. Home video would eventually well and truly make these films redundant in the cinema. Hooray! Uh, and the music for um, Emmanuel was uh, rather pleasant, though. It's very Emmanuel. Can you imagine him queuing up outside the picture house in Upfield, waiting for a bit of uh, sophisticated French softcore pornography? Melodie d'amour chante le cœur d'Emmanuel Qui bat cœur à corps perdu Mélodie d'amour chante le corps d'Emmanuel Qui vit corps à cœur déçu Tu es encore Presque une enfant Tu n'as connu Qu'un seul amant Mais à vingt ans L'amour est un trop long voyage Mélodie d'amour chante le cœur d'Emmanuel Qui bat cœur à corps perdu Mélodie d'amour chante le corps d'Emmanuel Chalet from, uh, I don't know about you, it made me desperate for a ghoul war. Um, 
out, uh, yes, uh, from the film Emmanuel, which we were showing in Oxford for a whole week in 1976 on uh, June the 6th. So it did 624 admissions over the seven days. Yeah, not too... I mean, given the weather, remember the weather, um, and the best day being Sunday, there were 113 admissions. And it would have been one show a day, you know, we'd have opened at 7.30 and closed by 10.30, because that's how we rolled in those days, and it was only one screen, of course, remember. Uh, the following week was something uh, we used to do occasionally, uh, what the old man used to call a rep week. Great fun. And this week, we did Mel Brooks films. Hurrah! Uh, Sunday for four days was the double feature Young Frankenstein and the Producers. Wouldn't you kill to see that in a cinema now? Uh, Thursday three days was Blazing Saddles, coupled with um, a strange martial arts western called The Master Gunfighter. I think it's sort of mixed, kind of... um, One of those long swords they have... (laughs) You know, the long sword. Oh, I can't remember. Uh, and Western gunplay. Uh, I think the only reason for that was because Warner Brothers didn't have a Mel Brooks film, and Blazing Saddles was Warner Brothers, so we couldn't we couldn't make a make a program out of that. Uh, anyway, so Young Frankenstein. It was also from 1974. We were sort of pretty. We were getting up to date by this time, uh, and it was the Mel Brooks film that followed the phenomenal success of Blazing Saddles, uh, which was and was actually equally successful. It was a heartfelt and beautifully made parody of the universal cycle of Frankenstein films from the 1930s and uh, unusually was shot in black and white. I'm not sure they shot it in black and white. I think they shot it in colour and then took the black and white out in the processing because I'm pretty sure I've seen a lot of colour pictures from it. Again, correct me if I'm wrong. And actually, they used many of the original props from those uh, 1930s uh, Frankenstein, you know, like Frankenstein, Bride of Frankenstein, Son of Frankenstein, Cousin of Frankenstein. Um, And it led the film an ever greater sense of authenticity. Gene Wilder's brilliant as Frederick Frankenstein. Frederick. Friedrich Frankenstein, heir uh, of the original Doctor who wants nothing to do with his legacy but eventually takes over Castle Frankenstein, creating a monster. Played with proper pathos, actually. It's a fantastic performance by Peter Boyle as the monster. Uh, And the wonderful cast play their parts to the hilt. Marty Feldman as Igor. Uh, What hump? Uh, Terry Garr and the glorious, glorious Madeleine Kahn, who more of later... Is that a sentence? And it also boasts this absolutely beautiful score by John Morris. Uh, get, get back, get a, get a load of this. I think, I think, um, would it be heresy to say that you know um, Spielberg and Williams and and Schindler might have got something from this later uh, on? But uh, you know, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But it's wonderful. This is the uh, main theme from Young Frankenstein by by John Morris.
some Ovaltines. John Morris's wonderful, wonderful piece of music from uh, Young Frankenstein in 1974. So the second feature then was The Producers, made in 1968, and it's actually my particular favourite Mel Brooks film. But we have to have one of these, and then when we come back, we'll do The Producers. So you're listening to The Kevin Markwick Show. We're here in 1976, and it's so hot, I'm going to have to take another layer off. Uh, so where did we get to? The second video, we had Young Frankenstein and um, something else. Oh, the producers, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I said this is my particular favourite Mel Brooks film. The story of a friendship between uh, Down at Heel Broadway producer Max Bialystok, played by the genius Miro Mostel, and Gene Wilder as Leo Bloom, the timid accountant who blossoms under his dodgy tutelage when they hatch a plan to engineer a Broadway flop so they can keep all of the money. It was actually Brooks's first film as a director, and he would also win an Academy Award for the screenplay, which is a thing of beauty. Precise, well-constructed, and one of the most consistently end-to-end funny things ever made. But, you know, I'm biased. The opening scene, when Bloom first comes to investigate B.A. Alistock's accounts to find him seducing old ladies, is truly one of the most perfect 20 minutes of comedy ever put on film. Uh, I always think the most underrated performer in the film, actually, is Kenneth Mars, who's quite brilliant as Franz Liebkin, the deluded playwright of uh, Springtime for Hitler. Uh, I can actually do a whole show about the producers, if I'm honest. However, I won't. What I'm going to do, and rather than play you Springtime for Hitler, which would be the obvious thing to do, I'm going to play you this scene, which... Um, is Dick Sean wandering into the uh, Hitler auditions by mistake? Wonderful, 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 wonderful. Hey, man! I beg your pardon. Is this when they're auditioning Boomerang, baby? I'm afraid you wandered into the wrong theater. Oh, man, not again. Freak out again. Wait! Wait! This is Boomerang! This is Boomerang! What are you saying? Let's hear him. What have we got to lose? All right. Young man. Yes, ma'am. What is your name? Lorenzo! Lorenzo, baby! Lorenzo St. Dubois. Well, my friends call me LSD. And what have you done, LSD? Man, about six months. But I'm on probation, and I'm cool, man. I'm straight now. I mean, what do you do best? Hey, man, I can't do that here. That's why they put me away, baby. Oh, sing, sing. Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. Uh, we're going to sing. I'd like to, uh, if I may, I'd like to call on my group. They kind of uh, help me a little. Uh, group? Hey, come on, fellas. I would like to uh, sing this song. <clears throat> it's about love and hate. Psychedelically speaking, I am talking about the power. Walking with my darling and we're holding hands 
And life is fine Cause she understands Walking down the sunny street Giving pretty flowers To the people that we meet And I give a flower To the big fat cop He takes his club And he beats me up I give a flower to the garbage man He stuffs my girl in the garbage can And I give it to the landlord when the rent comes round He throws it in the toilet and he flush it down It goes into the sewer with the yuck running through her And it runs into the river that we drink Hey, where you stink? Just one more chance mm. Come on, baby, while I dance Love, love power I'm talking about Love power The power of little flower You don't think about no little flowers. Oh, no. All you think about is guns. If everybody in the world today had a flower instead of a gun, there would be no wars. There would be one big smell in. Just a flower. take on the 19 uh, in in 1968 on the kind of hippie thing dick sean as lsd baby who goes on to play hitler in springtime for hitler um in the producers and unfortunately that was a character that was lost when they transferred it to the broadway stage and had that massive hit with it as a broadway musical they amalgamated his character and franz liebkin's character which is a shame because it was a lot of fun. Uh, so the double feature struggled a bit. I mean, given the weather, no surprise. 110 people over four days back in June 1976. £77.69p. Uh, Blazing Saddles, that finished the week off. Three days. You know all about that, don't you? And I don't have to tell you about it. Um, so here's Madeline Kahn. <laughs> Here I stand, the goddess of desire Set men on fire I have this power Morning, noon and night It's drink and dancing Some quick romancing And then a shower <laughs> Stage door Johnny's constantly surround me They always hound me With one request who can satisfy their lustful habit? I'm not a rabbit. I need some rest. I'm tired, sick, and tired of love. 
I've had my fill of love From below and above Tired, tired of being admired Tired of love uninspired Let's face it, I'm tired I've been with thousands of men Again and again They promised the moon They're always coming and going And going and coming And always too soon I I'm tired Oh, wonderful stuff I wish I'd... I seem to have uh, mistimed myself. I, I'm not going to get it all in. Mrs. So the wonderful, talented, beautiful and brilliant Madeline Kahn from uh, Blazing Saddles, which we were playing in 1974 during the heat wave. It did better uh, than the rest of the double bills earlier in the week, as it always did in Upfield. And I'm pretty sure it's the film uh, we've played most out of all of them. So, a whole seven days the following week for Death Race 2000 on June the 20th, which seems odd with hindsight. Uh, I can only assume it was sold as a TV advertised title, which actually meant something in the early days of TV advertising. You know, they said, oh, you've got to play this because it's been advertised on the telly. In fact, films would be released by TV area one at a time. Amazing. Uh, it took a long time sometimes for a film to get around the country and caused some friction with the opposition as we were considered uh, Southern TV and Tommage Wells was considered London, which would uh, often come in earlier. Uh, Death Race 2000 is actually fondly remembered. A very low-budget exploitation film directed by indie pioneer Paul Bartel of Eating Rowell fame. The plot, such as it is, features a road race in a dystopian future that involves murder and mayhem and few rules. And actually, it was a thing at the time, very similar to Rollerball. It's the spectacle that keeps the proles happy. It was produced by Roger Corman. It zips along at barely 80 minutes. Please send more 80-minute films. Please. Not like certain robots hitting each other, 140-minute films. It was the start of the road race movie that uh, moved... It was... <laughs> It was the start of the sort of genre of the road race movie that became really popular. Films like Gumball Rally, Cannibal Run, Car Quake and the like. Uh, really all the way up to the Fast and Furious franchise that exists today. Now, I didn't write down what that took. I've got the book here. Hang on, let's have a look. Uh, I've got the actual, actual ledger, which is what we take it from. Here we go. So, Young Frankenstein, Blazer Saddles, Death Race 2000. Oh, not great. 254 in on the Sunday, which is good. And then, like, 60 people a night for the rest of the week. And even on Saturday, it was only 57. Definitely the weather beginning to take a hold there. So, on the uh, Sunday, June the 27th for one day, get this, Unsatisfied Virgins and Seven Times a Day. Lord only knows what they were like. Oddly, they don't seem to appear on IMDb. I looked, and I wasn't going to put it into Google. Monday for seven days, Ken Russell's Tommy, now you're talking, the mad and brilliant film version of The Who's groundbreaking rock opera. Uh, no one came to see it in Upfield particularly. Uh, let's have a look, hang on. Oh, no, dreadful. Um, 32 on Monday, 28, 49, 49, 68, 64. 290 people in five days, yikes. Six days. 
it's depressing, really, when it happens, isn't it? Um, and actually, we'd had a good record with Russell Films, I think, up to that point. Women in Love and The Devils particularly took a lot of money. Even The Music Lovers and Marla, that found an audience here uh, in Upfield. But I suppose it was too aimed at a younger audience. It was a bit too kind of avant-garde. It has all the Russell trademarks, wide-angle lenses, exaggerated acting and profane imagery. It's brilliant. Hang on, let me put that down. And actually, I think he's really undervalued, isn't he, by the British film industry? Uh, the only Blu-rays I was looking the other night on Amazon I could find of his films uh, are uh, imports. Even Tommy is an import from the US, which is a shame because uh, there are few people, if any, today in the British film industry, let alone the American film industry with his kind of uh, cojones. And Tommy pretty much invented the pop video, uh, each song getting its own kind of standalone sequence. And here's one of the great ones. This is Sally Simpson. Flames of love now burn. The pin 
chair and blood trickled down, mingling with her tears. Try to walk the path I walk, never mind the pain and fear. Each one of you has freedom in your heart without my grace. Let me see you raise your hands, see joy upon your face. The crowd went crazy as Tommy left the stage. Bill Sally was lost for the press of a touch, but now she cries her face, her pretty face. Six days to just put a rat in the dance and don't say I didn't warn you. Sally got married to a rock musician who came from California. Sally Simpson from uh, Tommy, 1976. Nobody was going to see it at the Picture House in Upfield. Shame on you all. Because it's still with us. And that wraps it up for 1976. Actually, the mum in that sequence was the woman from the uh, OXO commercials, wasn't it? What was her name? It wasn't Katie Boyle. It was another one. Anyway, uh, we're going to have one of these, and then it's going to be music uh, up to the up to the top of the hour as we say in the uh, in show business Kevin Markwick 105 Uckfield FM
one. Your friend, uh, who is actually uh, Tarin Blake Miller from... Uh, uh, where's she from? I didn't look that up. Uh, it's actually from the uh, Jekyll and Hyde EP, which is absolutely brilliant. And this is one of my favourite albums of the year from Jonathan Wilson. This is a track, uh, Her Hair Is Growing Long. Will it wrap around again? Oh, 
That's from the um, Fanfare LP, which I can highly, highly recommend. Jonathan Wilson. Uh, Katie was the name of the character in the OXO adverts. Um, and the actress, I just... Uh, not, that, not that anyone cares, but it was uh, Mary Holland, who I was trying to think of. She played the mum in the Sally Simpson... I can. I mean, I've been boring myself now. Okay, so uh, the Be Good Tanyas—they were a great band—and then Jolie Holland, the lead singer, went out on her own, and she makes the most extraordinary music. This is on and on. I was stunned, I can't feel 
wonderful Jody Holland, uh, all the way from Houston, Texas, uh, and that's from the current LP, Wine Dark Sea. Now, as I mentioned, uh, did I mention? I can't remember, it was two hours ago. This is the, the last uh, show for a while, which uh, you may or may not think is a good thing. I shall miss it. Uh, and if you're listening to the podcast, thank you very, very, very much for downloading. Pass it on. You can actually download something like uh i don't know whatever it is 60 70 episodes of this old tosh i think i'm exaggerating <laughs> i don't think it's as many as that but it's a lot anyway it's like a year's worth of radio um and you can download that on itunes or your uh, other other downloading based activities are available so we're gonna have one more track um and then we'll have a break and then one more and then that'll be it for the evening this is eels uh, mistakes of my youth Thank you. 
From the cautionary tale of Mark Oliver Everett. Okay, uh, that's it, it's almost over. We'll have one of these, and then when I come back, some Richard Hawley, and it's goodbye, night night, God bless, and all that. Well, that is it, it's over for this whole series. Um, I just remains for me to say thank you very much for listening. Um, it's been a privilege, and I hope you've enjoyed it. We've tried. I've tried. And uh, if you've been listening on the podcast, thank you very much for that. Uh, I'm going to leave you with some Richard Hawley. Open up your door, and uh, I'll see you next time. OK? I love you all. Bye. Open up your door I can't see your face no more Love is so hard to find And even harder to define Oh, open up your door We've time to give And I'm feeling it so much more Open up the door Open up your door